Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. to All Things Therapy. If you've been watching and listening, you know that I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Welcome. Welcome to our broadcast today. In just a few minutes, I'll be bringing my guest on. She came to my podcast by way of being a listener and reached out, which was so meaningful to hear from, you know, one of you listening that my show, the material is resonating, and that you wanted to share your work. So in a few minutes, we're going to be with Bonita Owens. Before then, I just want to direct you, ask you to please rate and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, be it iTunes or Stitcher, YouTube, wherever it is, and to follow me on social media at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. I spend a lot of time each week uploading things and making sure the material is current. And I love to help you heal through a combination of techniques. Since we're all so multidimensional, there's no one right way for anyone. And so I love, I'm inspired by all the multitude of ways that we heal and grow and change, be it through spiritual practices, psychological teachings, fitness, all kinds of stuff. I'm really into fitness. I'm a retired uh, fitness teacher, and that's something I've done for my whole life, pretty much. And uh, I've been practicing balance on the BOSU ball, which you might know at the gym, that blue ball. I love turning it upside down, and I'm inspired to challenge my core to balance while lifting weights in various ways, doing squats. It's taken like almost a year to work out, work up to some of the things I've just put on Instagram in the last week. And for me, it's really a metaphor about life, that we're constantly seeking our balance 
just like water seeks its level. And we do that physically as well as emotionally and spiritually. And our guest, Benita, is going to enhance and amplify some of the ways that she is teaching and working with her clients and with you if you're interested. Again, to book set with me to find me nola therapy on socials and nolatherapy.com is my website there are links to order my new book on self forgiveness endorsed by his holiness the 14th dalai lama and i'd love for you to have that so i have an awesome new sponsor to introduce to you i'm wearing their clothing they are called fairty brand f-a-h-e-r-t-y brand it's a twin brother team and these clothes are really nice it's this high quality cotton that's like really really um sturdy for lack of a better term but also soft and you can tell it's high quality fabric and what I really like about them besides the quality of their clothes is that they offer you a lifetime guarantee to exchange your clothing anything you get from them for the lifetime that you own it which is really cool they believe in their products that much and as my listener they will give you 20% off your first order to try them out they've been featured in Vogue in GQ, in Lucky, the LA Times, and so many more magazines. On socials, they're at Fairty Brand. And to get your 20% off, go to fairtybrand.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy. And I'll spell it out for you. F like Frank, A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com forward slash ATT. And thank you to the Faraday brothers for supporting all things therapy. I really appreciate you guys. And I love your clothes. So today we have the pleasure to hear from Bonita Owens. She is a certified life coach, a corporate trainer. She's a speaker and author of the book, Who Stole My Significance? And her work centers around, as well as her book, speaking to women for us to step into who we truly are and own our significance in this world. And her work, her book is based upon what she herself has learned and wants to share with us. So welcome, Bonita. Thank you so much, Lisa. So glad to be here. I'm happy to be here with you as well. And I know you're in San Antonio, Texas. You were yes. just telling me. Yeah. How are you? How are you today? Good. I'm dry today. It's been raining a lot as we yeah. talked about. Yeah. It's, it's mellowed out, but yes, doing great. Well, you know, I noticed you kind of nodding your head around when I was talking about finding our balance. And I wonder if you could talk to us about how you envision the way that we as women find our balance, find our path when it seems to be obscure and wherever you want to start with us. Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, finding balance has, has really been near and dear to my heart. And especially when you were just talking about, you know, working out and, and all of that and challenging your body and how good it is. And I, um, so I'm like, wow, I'm glad I went to the gym today so that I cannot feel bad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, and, and it is so true, like the things that we do for ourselves so that we can show up as our best self. And I think um, one thing that women in particular, you know, have challenges with more so than men is being committed to putting ourselves first, being committed to those things 
you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, that helps to fill our cup so that we can really keep continue to show up and serve all the people, all of the hats that we wear, all the roles that we play, and we want to play them all well. And so I'm really passionate about, you know, finding that balance in a sense of what are you doing for you? How are you putting yourself first so that you can have the energy, um, you can have the um, the wherewithal, you can have the, the the emotional balance to be able to handle all of the things that, that you do every day. And so what I hear you saying underneath that, Bonita, is that our a woman's desire, which I think comes innately, uh, and, and, and I might be stereotyping, but to be, um, to be nurturing, to be mm-hmm. considerate, to not, mm-hmm. to, so not to get lost yep. and, and the others in our lives and, and kind of minimize our own needs. Is that, is that kind of the place you're coming from? Exactly. And you know, it, I, I agree with you. I think it is innate, um, because we bring life, right? We need yeah. that, that natural, um, intuitive, um, you know, to take care of nature, to take care of our young. We need that. That's important. I think what happens though, is that we are so used to doing that. And I think it happens innately. And I really believe from the clients that I've worked with, it's passed down. It's behavioral. We see it from our mother and our mother's mother, the, 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 the nurturing and, and never, turning it off in a sense, right? Or, or never realizing, okay, well, there's a time to nurture other people and there's definitely a time to nurture myself. And all both of those things are equally important. And, and I will even go so far to say, actually, it's more important for us to nurture ourselves because it reminds me of, you know, just we've all, those of us who've flown, right? What, what, what does the flight attendant tell us to put our own ax- oxygen mask on, on first? first. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't, we all end up passing out. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't put ours on first. Right. If I don't put mine on before I help you, Lisa, I'm going to pass out in the process and you're going to pass out. So we, we both lose. And so I think that's really it's counterintuitive, um, but it's something that that I really I talk about a lot. You know, I want to go back to a point you raised moments ago because it's been coming up in a lot of my client sessions, interestingly enough, and it's this patterning from mother to daughter through the generations, this ancestral piece Mm -hmm. around especially patterns in relationships. And with one client in particular who's coming to mind, she's really becoming aware of kind of the story that she was told as a young one about her mom, you know, like her her mom's upbringing, the way she had her and her brother, the relationship she was in, her grandmothers, and just how we don't even know, I think, that we just make these stories a part of ourselves and then unconsciously operate out of some of those drives, some of those teachings, so yeah. to speak. And I can you, Yeah. what do you think about that? Yes. Yeah, like, okay, so the first time that that my light bulb went off around this was with the client. And I was talking to, um, we were in a session and this woman was, you know, very successful, but was empty and was realized, wow, I give it all away. And I have no one that's there for me. I don't have anything for me. Mm. And as we were talking, 
I told, I gave, you know, I shared with her the concept of putting herself first. I said, Hey, it's time for you to put yourself first. And she said, that seems so foreign to me. Like, I don't even, she resisted the, the notion and the idea. She's like, I, I just, that doesn't even feel comfortable to me. And as we began, we continued to talk. She talked about her grandmother and she, and she talked about her grandmother and how her grandmother is, is responsible for her being the success she is today. Cause her grandmother was the one who gave her the money to go to school. Wow. And so she credits her grandmother for so much of who she is. And as we began to, um, as she began to just talk about her grandmother and how much she admires her grandmother, I realized in that moment that she admires her grandmother and the things that she admired about her grandmother, one of the things was how, her, how much her grandmother served everybody. Okay. And as we begin to talk, we also realized that her grandmother had some preventable health issues, mm. right? That her grandmother didn't take care of her health. And the, de the day before, or well, the day after, um, well, her grandmother died on, on an evening. The day after that she died, she was supposed to take a family member to go and find a job. Okay. And so that really spoke to how she just spent her whole life giving and making sure yeah. everyone was taken care of, but she herself, she didn't take care of herself. And so that's when that light bulb went off, like, oh my gosh, this is passed down from generation to generation. And when you think about Lisa, like when women are championed, either at a eulogy um, or when they win awards, so many women are described as, oh, she's so selfless. She just right. gave to everyone, right? Yeah. And that's like a badge that, that we've been given. Um, you know, that's what makes a good woman. And so that's when right. I first realized, wow, we admire the people in our lives, our mothers and grandmothers. And we think either consciously or subconsciously that the behaviors that they displayed is what we need to take on in order for us to be the good women, right? And yeah. for us to be like our mothers or for us to be like our grandmothers. So in closing with this, I don't want to make the story too long, but what I told her, I said, you know, your grandmother was sound like a wonderful woman. And there are things that you can definitely take from her, some, some uh, characteristics that you can definitely take and embody but there are things that you don't have to embody. You don't have to take on because mm -hmm. what we don't see is our mothers and grandmothers crying on their pillows at night. We don't right. see, right? We don't see the dark side of it because they never let us see that. Yes. Yes. And so we just assume that it was okay. And we know it's, it was not always okay. You know, so I have a, a question, Benita, for, inspired from the story you shared. And even when you came on the show and talking about putting ourselves first, that language, like mm -hmm. I know for me, it's taken a lot to understand what that really looks like, what that really means. And because I think for some people, the word selfish or to the exclusion, like you're going to somehow not be available to others. Can you share in a different way what that means when we 
put ourselves first, what that looks like, what that sounds like, like to make it measurable and observable for someone listening or watching and curious about yes, that. Yes, for sure. As one of the foundational principles that, that I share with clients, one of the things that um, I am very passionate about is starting off my day with me. Mm -hmm. and for me meditation has been a lifesaver yeah I used to be the woman that walked around was always stressed and always had this nervous energy and I thought that's what productive people did right I thought okay I'm productive nervousness and stress it comes with the territory until I realized no that does not have to come with the territory so what I share with women is that and anyone but particularly of course women is just that Um, One of the things you do to take care of yourself is not respond to Facebook, not look at your phone to see who texted you, not check your email, but spend that first, I don't care if it's five minutes or 15 minutes, spending that first part of your day with you, being centered, being quiet, being in gratitude, breathing deeply, and being intentional about your day. And that's a way to, for us to nurture ourselves because what happens is we are getting a mode of reacting to everything. We're reacting, we're reacting to everything around us and we are not responding. Yes. And so that's a practical um, practice that I think is so important. Um, and I even I tell my clients, listen, if you only have a minute, take that minute to start off your day with you and it can make all the world a difference. And how did you discover that for yourself? Benita to shift some and change some of your own patterns. It was it was really intuitive and through self awareness. I I was at a place where I was really searching for what is my more. Like I wanted more from life. Um, I thought you know I'm married. I have children. Then my the life as I know it is officially over because uh, that's what my life should be about at this point. And I was I was told that, and it was something mm-hmm. that I you know, just kind of took in subconsciously that my role was only to focus on my husband and focus on my children. And that didn't work for me. Right. I I realized that woman before marriage and children uh, was ambitious, had purpose, had goals, had dreams, had things that, that I wanted to do. And I woke up one day thinking my creativity, I put away my creativity because I was so focused on helping everybody else. And so intuitively through that search of who I am, what my next was, how to um, bring that person back that I once was, that's what just led me on a path. And believe it or not, Lisa, there was a a voice that said, meditate. And because of my religious background, I resisted it for a while mm. because I was taught in my that meditation is woo woo. It's right. you know, all this stuff of the devil and all of that. So I resisted it because I'm like I wasn't grown. I didn't. I wasn't brought up to meditate, and I believe that meditation and prayer are different. So yeah, similar but different. I believe they are. And um, so when I started doing that, I said, you know what? I don't care what I what I've been told. I'm feeling the pull to do this. And it was like a whole new world opened up for me because I was just quiet and still to hear and to be led to my next step and my next step. 
And yeah, that's that's how I got where I am, was really just listening to my voice and and following the leading. You know, and I like what you're saying. And I'm, was it, is it of Christian faith yeah. that your background consists yeah. of? And I know a, a lot of Christians that I know have felt, you know, like meditation is something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yet when you look to the Bible, Christ meditated yeah. on things before he made decisions. And prayer is when we're asking and meditation yeah. is the space that we receive. Yes. In. And yeah. so they really go hand in hand. If you look to those spiritual practices and what they're about, if you're always asking in prayer, mm-hmm. you're never quiet enough to receive the direction, to receive the answer, to receive the peace that is ours to have. And so I'm so glad you found that in your life and can probably reach a circle of people that might've, you know, also had some challenges around what meditation really is about. Yeah. For so long though, I kept it as my dirty little secret, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't, okay. It's working for me, but I was afraid of being judged, you know, because that's, and I said, you know what? Forget that. You know, I, I, I'm doing the women that I'm called to a disservice by not sharing it because it really yeah. is a foundational practice that has made all the difference in my in my life. You know, it's it kind of it opened up my world. And so um, I, I share it now, I share it more and more to people. with The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. People, you yes. know, to help encourage people, it's it's not what you think it is. And you're right. It, in, in the Bible, it talks about um, Jesus meditating. And in different parts of the Bible, meditation. But I think even people think things um, a lot of Christians teach that that just means you're just kind of focusing on the on the Bible, focusing on scripture mm-hmm. and not being still. Right. So, you know, it's still kind of, you know, convoluted in a sense, but I do what I can to really. Yeah, I think people like you are helping shed that light on on what it really is to receive yeah. through meditation, the answers to yeah. our prayer and our devotion and dedication. For sure. You know, and something you said as well, Benita, really resonated as far as you in your own life saw the need to start the day with some time for you. Um, an account I love following on on LinkedIn and Instagram is Tony Robbins. I really mm-hmm. love some of the practical tips he gives. Mm-hmm. And this week on his LinkedIn, there is an article having to do with starting your day. And, and like you, he talks about taking some time for meditation to sit quietly and to even order your day in your mind. Like mm-hmm. these are the things I'd like to do and not just reacting because mm-hmm. he spoke about how we open our email box and that starts to dictate our day mm-hmm. and we're not mm-hmm. in control control of that. We're just reacting to other people's demands and requests. And then it's like the days ended and you realize you haven't gotten to the things that really were important to you that speak to your soul that might've just needed to get done for your own well-being. And so he talks about in a way that I've begun to organize my day is definitely with meditation, quietness in the morning, first thing. And 
than I learned. And yesterday this became really apparent to me. I had meditated. I got to this really feel good place and I, I had my phone. It wasn't on silent and all these remind like the text dinging and the emails dinging. I started to feel really overwhelmed within 10 minutes. And I was like, I just meditated. What is going on? And I realized if I just keep the ringer on silent Mm -hmm. and kind of go through my list of things. And then I can look at the phone. I can Mm -hmm. look at the email and then respond. So I wonder if that's because that for me was a really nut and bolt practice that helped me shift from being overwhelmed to feeling really on top of things. Like silencing all those alarm sounds. Yes. And I, I do that when I meditate, I do that in the morning. Sometimes I forget to turn it, take it off, but do not disturb. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I missed all these phone calls. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like the, the more, and I love Tony Robbins and he is like a beast when it comes to rituals. And I learned that from like how powerful rituals can be. Yes. Um, And I started off reading the book Miracle Morning. So that's how I ended up figuring out how to expand the first part of my day. So Miracle Morning was was really what I used to kind of help me craft my day. But yes, like little things like that, turning off the ringer in the morning so you're not getting the the notifications. It's amazing um, all of the noise that we get, you know, throughout the day. And we don't realize how much energy that can drain from us and yes. how distraction that creates. Um, and when we are distracted, I think, I, I think I read even like, even if you look at something for a second, like it still takes your brain, I think like 15 or 20 minutes to gotta like re, get, get re-engaged. Oh, like recalibrate. Yeah, wow. Like every little a distraction means a lot. It takes time um, out of what you're doing, it, it makes you even more less productive. So the whole notion, of course, they're talking about it more. The whole notion of multitasking is a farce, is a myth. It's not more productive to multitask. Yeah, really, your brain really is, you know, about focus, focusing on one thing at a time. So, yeah, I love um, uh, rituals. I think it helps bring a sense of normalcy when things get hairy in our lives. So I'm working on that too. It's like being very dedicated to my ritual. Yes. What happens is when things happen or our, our, our schedules are turned topsy turvy, and then we throw our rituals out, right. Our practices out mm-hmm. that just, that just kind of, you know, makes it, it throws us off. It course. does. It totally does. And so I think um, even when it comes to exercise, I'm like, okay, I'm being more dedicated. Usually when my schedule gets busy and I get stressed, I do the very opposite of what my body needs is not exercise. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. I need to exercise even more, right? I need that ritual um, the, the most when I'm stressed to kind of help keep that homeostasis, you know, yeah. and those endorphins going. So, you know, and I find Benita in the beginning of the show, you talked about having gone to the gym already today. Yet yeah. I know when things get busy, that can be one of the first things we put aside. So I encourage people, it doesn't have to be the gym to count, to go for a walk for yeah. 15 minutes yeah. is significant to your body, it's cumulative, what we do physically in a positive sense or in a detrimental sense by what we don't do. So even to go for a walk for 15 minutes on a day that things just kind of stack up is going to be really pleasing to your body and to your um, endorphins that get us and keep us feeling good. 
you know, so just to yeah. throw that out, it doesn't have to be true. specifically the gym to have a positive impact on our, on our health. Yes, for sure. For sure. You, you're absolutely right. And I, and I do, I, I do like to go out for walks. Um, I love that people. too. Yeah. I don't like to walk by myself though. So that's my caveat at the gym. Okay. I can go, but I, sometimes I get my kids to go with me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And that's good teaching them too, uh, physical yeah. practice yeah. and ritual. <laughs> so Benita, will you tell us about the Amazing Women Network? Yes. Yeah, so um, it's all about personal and professional um, development and growth strategies for women. And I specifically, it's um, coaching, inspirational speaking, and I partner with specifically ambitious women in leadership positions. And okay. as an author, as, an, as a coach, I challenge them to make those decisions that reflect their dreams and desires so that they are no longer people pleasing, but they are proud to make themselves a priority. And so that is so important to me because I think those of us who are ambitious and we're go-getters, we are, like I said, just from our, our career, our business, our home life, there's yeah. always somebody that needs something from us. And saying no tends to be a problem. And that's um, a chapter in my book, The Power of No. So oh, I, I love that. talked with women because Saying no is very difficult, um, tends to be for, for lots of women I talk to and, you know, just realizing creating boundaries is, is, is so important. We give our power away mm. so much as women, even women in leadership, right? Because it's our nurturing. And so I, I really teach about saying no, because once you say no, the more you say no to other things that don't align with your priorities and values, mm -hmm. the more you say yes to yourself. So mm -hmm. we, we got to give ourselves permission, Lisa, to say yes more to ourselves. Well, that's what I was just going to say, Benita. What you're saying right now reminds me of in your work where you talk about we have to give ourselves permission. Can you talk to us more about that? What yes. we are permitting, what we are allowing. Yes. And, and Brene Brown talks about this too, oh, yeah. a lot, the permission slips. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that we, we need other women, right. To just say, Hey, it's okay to say no. It's okay to put yourself first. Having that external validation can go a long way. We don't want to depend on that, but I think, Hey, if I can help, if I can say anything, to a woman, say something to a woman to help them realize it's really okay. It's not bad. You're not a bad girl. And you know, yeah. when you say no, you're not bad for putting yourself first, helping them give themselves permission by first starting with that external validation. And sometimes we all need that so that we can internalize that for ourselves to say, okay, it is okay. It is okay for me to take care of me. Yes. Why? Because how are you going to take care of everyone else if you don't take care of you? How are you going to be your best self? And I think that's one thing we overlook. Yeah, you're doing all these things. You're, you're responding to everyone's needs and you're tired. You're snappy. <laughs> you may not be um, fun to be around at all times right. because you're drained, right? And so that's not the way we want to show up in the world. We want to show up as much as we can with peace and joy and happiness so that 
we can, um, you know, strengthen, have, have uh, strengthened relationships. Yeah. You know, when I hear your, you speak right now, Benita, I'm thinking, I found a lot of things can be a win-win and putting oneself first can really be a strategy that looks more like, you know, we can both receive, we can both get what we want. It just might need to be structured differently. Like, yes, I'll get back. I'll get to you on that. I'd love to do that, but I'm able to do it on Saturday instead of today. And I think that becomes easier the more we practice it because people are typically always well receptive to to that have you found the same thing i have and it's interesting that you say that because when i share the talks about the power of no you know it is it is true that you're not going to just go around and say no to everyone (laughs) that um there are ways to say no that you can feel good about and yes the one of the things is to say hey i can't do it today but i can do it saturday and equally okay to say i can't do it but maybe someone else might like yeah. them too, though. To I think realize that's great, that. actually. Can I say that point to help yeah. to delegate and to kind of brainstorm together? Because yeah. I think we feel the pressure to have the answers. Yeah. And when we don't, it's like, oh my God, that I have to do that because yeah. who else will? But I like what you just said about yeah. let's brainstorm who might be somebody who can do this. Exactly. Exactly. I can't, I can't do it right now. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse or my plate is full, but yeah. How can I support you? Maybe I, I like can that. find someone else to do it. And it really is okay not to do it. And so there are other ways to say, you know what? I really love to help you. Um, my plate is full right now. I, I won't be able to help you this time. And yeah. that's okay too. And I think one of the things that's so important to bring out is that Women, we don't know how to deal when people don't respond to our no, whatever that okay. looks like. And so we tend to say, oh my gosh, they're upset because I said no, so I'm wrong. Uh, and my thing is, no, you're not wrong. It's okay that someone is upset or disappointed for you saying no, mm-hmm. because no one likes no. Like, I don't like no. <laughs> Right. Yes. So can we just normalize people not liking, loving when you say no to them and realizing, okay, you express your desire, you express your truth and some people will accept it and some people won't, but that doesn't, we get to, we get to determine what we're going to make that mean. So yeah. you don't have to make it mean you're mean or it's your fault. Just say, wow, they didn't, they really wanted me to do this and I can't. And, and they're really dealing with my no. And, and that's okay. That's okay, too. Yeah, it is. And getting getting comfortable, getting more comfortable with that. And a no mm-hmm. right now in this moment might not be a no forever. I think, too, yeah. is significant to say, just right now, I'm not available for this. But right. let's revisit it. Exactly. So will you tell us about your book? I like the title, Who Stole My Significance? And I'm curious about where that came from. Because it sounds kind of uniquely personal. Yes, it is very personal. It really is about my journey of self-awareness and self-discovery and really rewriting my story in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I really felt like, again, you know, I was called for more. Yeah. And I... You know, sometimes we kind of dumb ourselves down. We dim our light. Yeah. 
so that, you know, we can kind of fit in with everyone. We can look normal. <laughs> right. And I realized, okay, I'm not, I'm not placed here to, to look normal. Um, I'm just placed here to, to do what I feel called to. So that is really what um, that the book is all about is just the lessons that I've learned um, in my journey and the things that I've had to choose to change and my mind shifts and the behaviors that I've had to change so that I can really give myself permission and open up to being the woman that I am to become in order to, you know, do the things that I feel called to do. And what motivates and inspires you? I'm curious at the personal level, Benita, to know some of those things. Wow. You know, I've always been a person, I, I have a healthcare background. Okay. And um, I'm an occupational therapist, therapist by oh. trade. And I've always been a person that got satisfaction out of helping someone else be their best. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's like, um, as an occupational therapist, I solve problems. So you come in with an injury or something, and then I'm like, okay, what, what do you want to be able to do? What can't you do? Right. And let's figure out how to, to help you do it, right, as best we can. And so I have, and even before that, I just always had satisfaction by helping someone else's life be better. And more so than that, I think when it comes to this part of my journey, what I realized was that I have a really a responsibility to my children and the people in my family because I, I realized that, you know, as parents, we tell our children, you can do anything you want to do, mm. you can be anything you want to be. But so many of us aren't doing that. We're just telling our kids that they can do it, but we aren't being those examples. And, and so they don't see us They don't see doing it. what we really yes. want to do, for example. And be- being who we really want to be. So it's like a mixed message. And so, but what do we do? We point to Oprah and, you know, (laughs) LeBron James and, (laughs) you know, Bill Gates. We point them to people they'll probably never meet ever, never have a conversation with, but they see us every single day. Right. And so I really felt a, you know, just a um, responsibility to be that example for my children, not to just make it lip service, but so they can see, wow, she's she my mother did it you know my mother set out um to reach a goal and to become this person that she felt called to to help other people and she did it and so yeah like you wrote a book you're speaking to people like you're right is that are those some of the things your kids have seen you do that are meaningful living in your authentic life yes yes and starting a business and yeah yeah, doing those things. Yeah, they for sure. They they've seen it. And I think that's important to, for people to see us. You know, we might have to something might take some time and being committed to writing the book, to starting the business, to yeah. you know, can be really I think a beautiful way to inspire without without having to talk, you know, just by living your life in an yeah. authentic way and it it shows others, permits others that that they can do this too for themselves and the ways that are meaningful to them. For sure. And and one of the things, and I, I think I'll, I'll talk about this in the book, is that when we're when I talk about purpose and calling, you know, it's everyone doesn't want to have this huge platform, right, where they're known all over the world. It's not right. necessary. It is what is your sphere of influence, right? Yes. If it's inside your home, if it's your neighborhood, if it's your city, whatever that is for you, what it, whatever that looks like for you, 
um, it's important. It's all it important, is. right? So if we inspire one person, it's important. Right? It is. I totally agree. What Do you have anything coming up, Benita, like for listeners, for viewers to know about? I know you have a Power of No Masterclass. Yes, yes. That's not, I, I don't have a schedule for that, but I do have something else. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, what is that? Um, that I am launching this month called the Go-To Girls Gathering. Okay. And that is going to be a monthly event um, on Zoom for that leader, that woman leader who is always given to everyone else, always the rescuer. Yeah. I call her the go-to girl. She's the person everyone goes to because they know that she'll get the job done. They know that she'll always be there for them. And she doesn't have that space. Feel like she she doesn't feel as though she has that space. She's like, oh, I'm there for everyone else. So who's there for me? Right. When I need someone to listen. Who's there for me when I just need some advice or encouragement? And so I'm creating this space for that woman who just wants to go to a place where she doesn't, she can take her cape off, not have to be the rescuer and she could be encouraged and inspired. And so that's called the go-to girls gathering. And um, you can just get in touch with me through my website and I will uh, give you that information, www.amazingwomennetwork.com and just email me. And um, I would love to put anyone on the list that is interested in uh, finding out more about it. That's awesome, Benita. And anything that you have, like a personal, since we were just talking about things that motivate you, inspire you, something that you desire to do that, you know, is coming down the pipeline of your future, something you're visioning that you're, you know, would be really wonderful. Yes. I would love to do a TED Talk. Oh, yeah. I would love to do a TED Talk. Same here. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Here's to us doing our TED Talks. We're putting it out there. I'm yes. Never... <laughs> yes. So that is definitely a goal of mine. Oh, yeah. I see that. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. And so anything else just on your mind or heart to share with our audience today before we conclude, Benita? I would say, you know, th- thank you, first of all, Lisa. This has been just a great conversation. And thank if you, I welcome. can say anything to encourage um encourage your listeners is to whatever it is that you desire to do. Don't overlook it. Don't think it's small and don't put it off. (laughs) Find ways, no matter where you are, maybe you have a job and you, uh, you, you got a lot going on and you're thinking, Oh, I don't know how I can get this done. But if it's something that keeps coming back to you, then it's time to at least make one step and one step will turn into two steps. And um, that's so important because we just don't know what it is that we're called to do that someone else needs. So I just want to encourage all the listeners to just do that one step. And once you do the one step, the next step will come to life. It will be revealed to you. I love that, Benita. Thank you. Thank you for your time today and your work and influence. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Thank you. You too. I will. Bye. 
Okay, that concludes today's show with Bonita Owens, certified life coach, trainer, and speaker. You got a flavor of what she's about. Reach out to her her again at amazingwomennetwork.com to learn more. And to leave you with, I'd like to um, just thank you for tuning in and watching and go to nolatherapy.com to reach out, book a session, get my online class. People have been buying it. I teach 20 psycho-spiritual tools to use in your life. I love practical wisdom, practical things that I can use and then see results or feel results. I talk to you about things like how to use a pendulum, a weighted object that swings directionally to help you confirm yes and no questions. I talk about crystal grids, a morning routine, of course, meditation. I talk about segment intending your day to intend segments progressively for things to unfold for you well and in the way that you intend and not just haphazardly based on shit that might or might not happen, that we really have more say-so over the things that arise in our lives generated by our thoughts and our beliefs, which are just our beliefs or repeated thoughts that we assign truth to, and those are always changeable based on what we learn. So nolatherapy.com and on socials at nolatherapy. All my love and have a great day. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're in business, you probably have a website. But can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com.